0: Hey guys, welcome to the Homefront Podcast. I'm your host, Tori McQueen. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a mom of four, and a bold dreamer, always on a mission to turn nothing into something. Have you ever wondered how all these other entrepreneurs do it all? Can they actually have a successful and thriving business while also having a happy home life? Here, we dig into the real stories from entrepreneurs on how to run a biz and a home life, how to scale and grow, and how to manage parenting and relationships without sacrificing your home life or happiness. After all, isn't that what matters most? Let's get to it. All right, guys, so here today, I'm super stoked. I'm always stoked, guys, so, but this one, um, I've been meaning to connect with her for some time, and we're both crazy busy, but I'm so happy to have her here finally. Um, Her name is Catherine Tanaka, and I pronounced that right, correct? Awesome. Okay, she's a fitness expert and mindset coach, and she's out of Canada, but she helps um, her clients all over the world, virtually, as well as in person. So um, let's hear her story. Go ahead and uh, let us know your background, where you you started, and where you're at now.
1: Thank you for having me, Tori. I'm really excited about this whole mission that you're on, to really share the story about you know, women entrepreneurs, male entrepreneurs that are also parents and how they find the balance between it all. So a little bit about my story. So I currently have two kids. I have a 10-year-old son and an eight-year-old daughter. And... You know, my story is one of many journeys, but currently I am a fitness coach. I run online transformation programs that include fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I also have a membership studio online where people join in and Zoom in every day for workouts. And then I do one-on-one training with clients in my studio here in Toronto. But it wasn't always like that. So prior to being a mom and to being married, I studied kinesiology in university. I then ended up after kinesiology doing a dental hygiene diploma. So I was a registered dental hygienist for a decade. Yeah. So it's always (laughs) a crazy story. And I remember in university, one of the profs saying, you know, you're going to have three to five careers in your lifetime. And I thought they were absolutely insane. But here I am actually on my seemingly third career already. And- so I studied kinesiology in university, became a dental hygienist. And all throughout my career in dental hygiene, I was always a personal trainer, used to run spin classes, used to run boot camp classes at local boutique gyms. And one of the things that I found after getting married and becoming a mom was really wanting to pursue a career really well really being challenged by now also wanting to be a mom, right? Tori, you know yes. the story. You're an amazing mom of four, right? Four yes. boys. And no one's talking about it. And no one's talking about it, right? And mm-hmm. actually, you know, that that's why I love the conversation we're having and what you've brought to everybody in season one is really, how do we make this more of a conversation? How do we let our young women entrepreneurs know, or young people know that it is possible, number one, and that it is going to be challenging. Right? Messy.
0: Yes. Yes. And that's okay. (laughs) And
1: that's, and that's okay. Right. And so, you know, I was a dental hygienist full time when I got pregnant with my first And I worked part-time as a uh, fitness coach and a spin instructor. And when my son arrived, I actually, we had just built the house that we're in. And I had ripped out the carpet in the basement, brand new build, because I told my husband, I can no longer work outside of the house as a trainer. I want to bring my clients here. And God bless my husband, because he said yes. So I started while I was working full-time as a dental hygienist. And I went back to, so in Canada, I don't know if you know this, Tori, typically we have um, maternity leave for about 12 months. But because as a dental hygienist, 12 months. 12 weeks, girl. I know, I know, (laughs) which is crazy. However, you know this as an entrepreneur, it is very different. So if you're an entrepreneur in Toronto, in Canada, you don't pay into EI the same way Mm -hmm. as you would if you worked for an organization. Mm -hmm. Correct. So as a dental hygienist, you know, I pay my taxes, but we don't pay a lot into EI. So I had no mat leave. So I literally took five weeks. It's insane looking back now, but I took five weeks off of work. Sorry, five months off of work with my first and three weeks off with my second. Because by the time my second came around 20 months later, and you know this, like you have a son who's nine and one seven. So yours are pretty close together also.
0: Yes.
1: Uh-huh. Um, right? It's, you just have to kind of roll with how things happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, as a young mom, I was really looking to balance. How do I figure out how to work full time as a dental hygienist, also have my clients be a mom, a new mom. Mm -hmm. So it it has been a wild ride. But I'll tell you a quick little story, actually. So when my when my daughter came along, I started pulling back my hours as a dental hygienist and I started increasing my hours um, doing training in my home. And I don't know if a lot of women entrepreneurs experience this, and I know that you shared a little bit of your story with me before we jumped on live, but for me, I never personally wanted to be dependent on my husband always to be the only sole earner. Mm -hmm. So I had this idea that I'm a new mom with my second, right? I went back to school when she was born. Don't ask me why, because in my head...
0: we the crazy ones. Yes. We're the
1: crazy ones. We got the so energy. With that.
0: And you're creative. I swear part of the emotions of having a baby is like, sweet, I'm going to take all this time off, but your brain doesn't stop. And so it's just that creative moment. Anyways, go ahead. You went back to school.
1: I went back to school. So my husband's family business is in the funeral industry. And- I had this idea that because I was going to be, I thought on part mat leave, right, not working full time, full time, that I would have time with a new brand new baby nursing while studying. So I took on a third career at the time. Uh, I specialized in in funeral advanced planning, so people that wanted to pre plan their funerals for the future. So it was oh a complete my gosh. What a disaster. Career path, okay. yes. So I was working as that. I only was working one or two days as a dental hygienist and doing fitness. And it wasn't until probably about four years ago, so three years into doing that, that I just noticed that I couldn't be where I wanted to be fully present, right?
0: Present. And that is the golden nugget there.
1: 100%. And so when you speak about how do busy entrepreneurs balance family life, For me, it was really about how do I prioritize what I desire, right? Where can I be present?
0: And I love that you say prioritize what you want because – oftentimes that's not what people think. They're like balance, right? Integration. You hear all these words and you're just like these buzzwords like, is it real? Is it not real? Hey, that's a myth. That's a lie. Hey, all about work like balance. And you're just like, wait, what's going on? And as mothers or even parents or any entrepreneur, a lot of times you're constantly in that role of giving, 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 giving that you forget that you have to fuel your own tank before you can give. And- I think that that's super, super important. And I think it's, you know, kind of a secret secret tip for like anything that you decide to do. It's like the present moment. You have to decide and prioritize what you specifically want to be present in.
1: And I think that's
0: super important.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, And I think to your point, it is a challenge, right? As entrepreneurs, we have this really relentless drive to serve and to succeed. Um, And I don't know if you feel like this, me having a daughter, um, I have this really big desire to lead by example for her, for my son also, but also to let my daughter be really clear that she can have the life she desires however she wants it, right? And to be an example of what it looks like to be able to prioritize family and prioritize my career for me.
0: Right. And I do, you know, that's interesting that you say that because I felt the exact same thing. Now I am over here raising crazy boys and I have a very, very supportive husband, but it's important for me, for my boys to see that as a mother and a wife and, you know, a friend and a daughter and, you know, all of the things that I do, I want them to see that, respect that and appreciate that. And hopefully lead by example that whoever they decide to be with their partner with or any women in their life have that right to have that opportunity to do and lead in a way that, you know, adds value in whatever way that they want to do, whether that is at home full-time, you know, or whether that is, you know, working full-time nine to five, or whether that's traveling, you know, working as a traveling nurse. I mean, everybody does it differently. And Mm -hmm. I just want my boys to know that everybody does it differently. And I don't want them to pigeonhole um, us in a corner and to think that, you know, they have to have this certain role because things are changing a little bit. Um, and so, from a mama boy's perspective, it's kind of the same, but I don't have a girl. So, yep. But, yep.
1: Got it. Yes. Yeah.
0: But, anyway, so, yes, I love that. So, you've jumped different career paths. And honestly, it's so refreshing to hear that because. I think that's changed in the generations, right? Like people typically think, Oh, I'm going to stay somewhere 20, 30 years. When I, when I thought about that, I was going to die. I was like, why would I stay somewhere in like 20 years? Oh my God. But like the security of it for people, that is what it used to be. And things Mm -hmm. are changing now to where Mm -hmm. everything's opened up globally. I mean, here I am chatting with you in Canada, another country and You know, things are just changing to where you can have one, two, three careers and good solid 10-year terms and do whatever you want to do and and grow that. So I think that's awesome that you've had um, all of that experience. Now, explain to me. So your husband does that. Does he own his own business too?
1: Yes, but it's a family business. So it's multi-generation. Yeah.
0: Okay. 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 Are you going to keep that multi-generation or you're not sure?
1: (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. You know, I'm very much about letting my children lead themselves, right? Letting, allowing them to choose, right? And if they choose to be in the family business, then that's up to them. But I'm about empowering my kids to make their own decision Right. Um, And especially as you know, you know, the path of entrepreneurship is never a straight line tangent. It's an opportunity to explore and to grow. Right. And so I want them not necessarily to be entrepreneurs, but really to forge their own path in a way that makes them feel really good about that and to powerfully choose the career path that they'd like.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I totally support that and get that. I feel the same way. Um, so going back to you talking about being present because I got, I lit up when you said it and then I kind of hijacked that and I really (laughs) just want to hear like, okay, so when you talk about being present, Mm. how do you do that? Especially like, how did it start out for you and how has it changed over the course of your business? um as you've grown and your kids have changed and your yep. business has changed so it can can you kind of unpack that for me
1: 100% so in the beginning i mean this was over a decade ago when i had my kids that when i started having kids it was so i'm 42 now so i was 31 at the time that mm-hmm. i had my son and um Initially, it was fly by the seat of my pants. To be honest, right? I was working as a hygienist, and I I'm was
0: laughing or anything.
1: Right, right. Like momming it, and then working as a fitness professional, and I thought I had my shit together. And then as things evolved, you know, I had my daughter, and then you know, when you add a second to the mix, I don't know how you do it with four. Tori, God bless. Right? When you add two into the mix, it, it's a different level. And then that's when I took on the next career. And I did that for three years. And I really loved it. It gave me an opportunity to get outside of the house. Were you still kids were a dental still, you know, hygienist then? I was still a dental hygienist. I just gave up my license about four years ago now. Okay. Right? So I finally like relinquished the control of holding on to that also. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until they were a little bit older. And I don't know if you've experienced this time work. I'm sure a lot of parents do that all of a sudden they were like growing up to be these like little humans, like Mm -hmm. not just these little babies and toddlers anymore. And I truthfully felt like I was missing a lot right? And because I was juggling so many balls, master, uh, jack of all trades, master at none, I felt pulled in so many directions. And I have a very strong spiritual practice for myself and a very strong awareness of the importance of being present, especially in fitness, right? Being present Mm -hmm. is one of the mantras Mm -hmm. that I support my clients in. And I started noticing that I was lacking that presence in my own life, right? Mm -hmm. As women, and I I coach predominantly women, and with women, we're excellent at giving to others and being able to multitask quite well. Oftentimes, we're not able to bring that attention back to ourselves into our own lives. And Mm -hmm. what I found probably about four or five years ago was that I was just burning the candle at all ends, this multifaceted candle. And I had to stop and really take a look at what is my intention with my career? What is the, my intention as a mom? What is my intention as a wife? What is my intention as a friend, as a person who wants to be of service in a big way in the world? And I had to pull back. And that's when I quit working for the family business, and okay. I was only there and how part-time. Old were your kiddos? Yeah, so this was probably about 3 almost 4 years ago now. Okay. So my son was probably about 6 or 7, mm-hmm. 6 My daughter Mm -hmm. was four or five, um, and it it just became a lot. I wasn't able to be my best version in all the versions I wanted to be, and Mm -hmm. so I quit the family business. I gave up my dental hygiene license, and for me, it was always within within the same year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and for me, it's always been that um, that kind of safety net. Dental hygiene hygiene is a trade, right? You can go and work across the country, you know, across the globe if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it's a really specific trade that I felt like if I ever needed it, I would always have it. It's so it was safe. a mm-hmm. it's totally safe, right? So it was a big deal when I said, you know what, I'm just gonna let it go, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in terms of becoming present, it became a practice of really being intentional with when I'm with my kids that that is where my full focus is because it isn't about balance. The truth is I start with clients at 6 a.m. I work throughout the day when my kids are at school and I often have clients, uh, clients you know in the evenings and sometimes I run group programs at night, at 8.30 at night, right? So right. in terms of balance, the balance is out the window. It's really for me about prioritizing being present so that when I'm with my kids sitting down at breakfast, my phone is away right? And it's still literally a daily practice for me to be like, Catherine, those emails can wait because in that moment when I'm with my kids, I want my kids to know that there is nothing more important than them in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. And that they feel completely taken care of because the truth is, is I work a lot, but I want them to feel secure and that they've got all of mummy in the moments that they have mummy and that weekends are for them. So I've really worked to be really focused in my career so that it can be like a Monday through Friday thing, even if it's many hours within those days, so that weekends are dedicated to my family and that I am, you know, ultimately present with them during that time.
0: Does that answer your question? Oh, that's so good. Okay. So what would you say, and you could think about this, but what would you say the top three habits to create would be to start being present in those moments with your kids while you're out, you know, in hyper-focus mode on your business and growing and you've got a program that you're launching or that you've just launched. So um, tell me about, and I think you labeled a couple, but what does that look like? You know, obviously you quit your other, other jobs that pulled you in those directions, but how do you decide what habits to start if if someone were like okay that's totally me that's where i'm at i'm a hot mess right now and i'm just guilty about everything what three things should i focus on in the next 90 days to yeah. become present
1: so the first i would say is to really get in touch with yourself I think the practice of going inwards for women, for men and women, everyone, is so important, but especially when you're looking to ask these big questions, to make a shift, to be more present in your kids, and to be more involved in all facets of your life. For me, my meditation practice, my practice of prayer in the mornings has been really foundational to be able to ground in what I need. So that does a couple things, Tori. First of all, it gives us busy entrepreneurs time of quiet. And yes, it's difficult to wake up early or to try to carve that out. But I think it's essential because when you learn the power and the practice of presence with yourself, that's when you're able to implement that in your business, whether you're working face-to-face with clients or with corporations or with teams, right? Mm -hmm. And you're able to do that with your partner, with your kids, with your family, right? So I think one of the most powerful practices I have is the practice of being present with myself and being in that space of inner guidance
0: that I'm able
1: to then insert that into my business and insert that into my life.
0: Right, right.
1: So that would be the first thing for sure. Okay. The second thing is, and I think you did this so beautifully with with your podcast, is surround yourself with those that are maybe one step ahead or are on a similar journey or can be a guiding light, right? I Mm -hmm. often talk about this on my podcast, The Body Project Podcast, that the best coaches have the best coaches, right? Mm -hmm. That find a mentor, whether you're investing in yourself to invest in others, Right. And, you know, this with building teams, I'm sure you had some incredible mentors in the realtor world. And now you are a mentor to all your your teams.
0: That's exactly what I do. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And so I think that that is an, an essential way to really be able to learn to navigate your life by using powerful examples around you other entrepreneurs that are doing it well. And it's not to say that we're all doing it well and you have to find someone that's doing it great. It's how do we navigate and stay in communication to hold those systems and to be held accountable to living our best versions. Yes. Yes. That's, that's so good. So good. And then I think the third thing I would say is to give yourself grace. I think that we as entrepreneurs want to do it all at once and we all function on a different energy system, right? Like the Elon Musks of the world are able to literally take it all on at once right? Mm -hmm. And we all think that we need to push really hard entrepreneurs for Mm -hmm. success. But what I've learned with being the doer and a hardcore hustler is that there is a lot of magic that happens in creating space for the being and not being so tight gripped on like the next launch, the push, the push, the push, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think it does two things. It actually creates space in our business so that there is that scalability and that ability to thrive from a place of Mm -hmm. powerful guidance. And it also teaches those around us, whether it's our mentees, our mentors, our children, our partners, that they too deserve to have a little bit of space for themselves. I teach this with my clients right if you are not able to teach others boundaries and hold boundaries for yourself and integrity with like what you need for your Mm self-care or to feel good and not to feel burnt out then there's no way those around you will learn the same so i think it is so important as entrepreneurs to slow things down and really get present to what you need and give yourself a day off. You deserve it because you are your own CEO, your own boss. So you can give yourself that day off so you get a moment of some self-care time.
0: Oh gosh, yes. And you just said so many good things right there. Um, Because it is about staying intentional with yourself. You have to get really honest with yourself. But if you don't allow that time or space for yourself, you're never having that self-reflection. Yes. on that, right? Because everything else around you is so loud and you're focused on everything else around you that you don't get that quiet time to look in. Yeah. So I do, I think that is so, 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 so critical. Um, and I do think, you know, you also touched on, you know, the Elon Musk. That's so, so funny because in my first intro episode, I I referenced back like, Oh my gosh, all these people of the world. But the, the thing is, is we can find mentors. You said surround yourself by people that are are going through what you're going through. And I think in this day and age with like social media, which is why I started this podcast, we can look at the Gary V's of the world and the Kim Kardashians and the um, you know, Elon Musk's and the Oprah's and and look and be like, yeah, like I want them as my mentor but what does their home life look like? Hmm. And does that align with your true integrity of what yours looks like? Cause oftentimes I, you know, in, in my story, like, you know, if you listen back some episodes, you'll notice that, you know, I dealt with that. Like I never have problems finding a mentor. Like you can, you can give and then receive back mentorship um, across the globe now. Right. Hmm. But Mm -hmm. the problem was it took me a while to figure out, wait a sec, why am, why is this not working? And it's because they didn't understand my desire to be home and present with my kids because they were like, I mean, they weren't like an Elon Musk, but they, they were drive, 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 drive. They didn't have mom guilt. They didn't, they, they were driven by something else. And they, um, you know, I was raised with, a mom raising, being at home with us all the time and running that ship. So I always felt like, no, I want to be there as much as I can to support that role to and from practice, like all of that. And they're like, why just have someone else do that. Go do your thing. You'll see them at dinner and tuck them in and it's all good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to be at every single game. Like I, you know, so I realized That it's so hard to find a mentor now that truly aligns with your integrity, right? Because what's it going to do if you are chatting with mentors or peers that just don't have the same, and that's okay. No one has to have the same, but you have to make sure that you're following people or guiding mentorship from people who truly have the home front that you desire, because otherwise you're not staying true to your integrity, right? Yeah.
1: And I think you're absolutely right. And I think as entrepreneurs, we're very clear on our mission and who we are serving. But Mm -hmm. I think you're right. That is so important as an entrepreneur that wants to build a family or focus on the home front, because if that is out of alignment, you're going to be um, pulled, right? Tempted Mm -hmm. by that drive that isn't really going to support what you need. Right. And I think at the end of the day, we want to be able to do as many facets of our lives as well as mm-hmm. we can. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. We need to, you need to find mentors that align with what you desire. Right. Right.
0: So if you're mm-hmm. following a mentor that works 80, 90 hours a week, or sometimes 100 hours a week, you know how entrepreneurship is. Like yep. if you're following mentors that are doing that, you're never going to get the results of, spending more time with your kids. I mean, it's just not going to happen. They're going to mentor you in a way that prepares you for that. But if you're being mentored by another person that um, focuses more on, you know, the presence of when they are at work, they're at work or stepping back when they need to, to allow for this. Like, I think that that's super important. So it's, and that's another reason why, you know, getting you here and chatting with all these other, entrepreneurs is so exciting because you realize here we are, here these people are like, they do appreciate both, but it, you know, they are doing the whole thing with all of it. Um, and again, it goes back to the presence thing. Be present when you're present at work with your clients and be a hundred percent and be, um, I should say guilt-free. Yep. And have grace yep. with yourself while you're in that moment. And yep. then, be present when you're at home. 100%.
1: Maybe and I think home. the guilt free aspect is a really interesting one, right? Because for me, it is an active choice, right? Because when you know that you've been present for however long you're with your kids, even with your client, when you know, right, depending on the industry you're in, when I know I'm with my client 110% present wise, right? And in conversation and completely there for them in those moments, there is nothing to be guilty about, right? If we do the same with our children and we're completely engaged and present and loving and we can put everything else, whatever work stuff is going on behind us, then you can let go of whatever you think like, oh, I wish I had, right? Because we Mm -hmm. all know if we wish we had more and then you're going to get stuck on the anxiety of that, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, mom guilt has been a really long journey of saying, you know, Being clear with my boundaries, being clear with my intention, really being present, and being in dialogue with my kids, right? Like my daughter, who's now eight, has a hard time when mommy has to work at night. And I have to have the conversation and say, you know, mommy loves you and I'm always here and I need to take care of my clients right now right? And I think when we can have those hard conversations or courageous conversations with our children, we let them know that they are always a priority. And right now we need to take care of something small and we will be right back with them.
0: Yes. Yes. And that has that, do you feel that has worked for you? Do you feel like you finally got it a hundred percent or is it still a battle that you are doing every day as an well, entrepreneur I think as you personal. grow
1: Yeah, I think it's a constant evolution, a constant Mm -hmm. opportunity to learn and expand. And also what I've noticed, Tori, is I always thought that my business, the success of my business was directly related to the amount of time I put in it, right? Mm so. Unlike you, Tori, I've missed a lot of basketball games. I've missed a lot of dance lessons because Mm -hmm. I felt like, oh my God, okay, while they're doing that, I'm going to go do this, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm learning being in this journey for over a decade now of my own Mm -hmm. fitness business is that I can actually have both, right? That I don't need to work 60 hours a week, that I can pull back and find a new uh, balance almost for myself and You know, I can have a six figure business and not feel like I'm completely burnt out, right? It's about working smarter, not harder. And to your point before, I mean, I look at you, a mom of four that is very successful in her realtor business that has a team underneath her right? Like it takes a village. And if we can adopt that mentality that we're not just solopreneurs, that we can build teams and there are really smart ways, whether it's VAs or other teams that you can liaison with somebody else, there are powerful ways that allow you access to have more support so you can have the best of all worlds.
0: Right. And because, and that's the, you know, the thing I love, there's so many things I hate about social media, but it's also the thing that I love that I'm like, you know, just, I need to just lean in quite a bit more, which is why I'm doing this again. But it's like, it's no longer like it was 10 years ago. So for Mm -hmm. you, I mean, all they were teaching is no, you grind, 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 which again, you know grant cardone method you just go 10x and 10X, you'll yep. get there which is right but you don't have to go 10x by yourself yeah okay so you're right like okay if i get if i go you know part of the way and i get 10 more teammates mm-hmm. we don't, we each go that percentage that's the same thing you know but time you know trading time for money and and all of that but but back 10 years ago and you can correct me if i'm wrong it was hard to find the whole i mean i did get the 4 hour work week i used to read i read that probably about 10 years ago but it, it's the same concept like why are we working so many hours for what like yeah. to get there and is that worth it or why don't we just go to the 9 to 5 if we're okay working that many hours why don't we just cut it down and do that but the whole correct. thing with social media now is you can work, you know, 25 hours a week if you wanted. And I mean, you are giving up certain things, but you can build a business like that and make a six-figure plus seven-figure business if you plan it right. And if you invest in the right places and the right people and the right mentorship, you can nowadays literally spend 20, 25 hours of your time working spending the rest of the time with your family and make more than you would have ever been able to make 10 years ago.
1: 100%. Yes. You know,
0: so that opportunity is there and that's another reason why I want to highlight that. Um you know, again in part of my story, you'll get, you know, in the previous episodes I talk about you know, I caught myself in a room full of people at goal planning sessions and everybody's writing their big old goals and mine was always Oh, I wanna make this much money, the same as, you know, same if not more than you guys, but my hours need to be here. So, what does that look like? And how do I work smarter, not harder? Because I'm not showing up for 80 hours for my clients. So, what do I need to do? What systems in place do I need to put in to be able to do that? And everyone always looked at me like, oh, whatever, like, really? And I'm like, why would I wanna work? A hundred hours to get a hundred grand more. That does not make sense. So it's interesting that you say that.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I that's what I love that you're doing this, this homefront podcast because it allows to shed the light into that conversation for those that perhaps didn't see that as a viable possibility. You're an example. I'm an example, right? and i'm I'm still scaling my business. I've been doing this fitness portion for over a decade right? In amongst the other careers. Mm-hmm. And my, my intention is to continuously grow it, right? Mm-hmm. And to continuously be a very involved parent, uh, fully present for my children.
0: Oh, good, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, and and let's talk about that real quick before we dive into my five rapid fire questions that mm-hmm. I like to ask everyone and get you on your busy way. But um, gosh, this conversation is so good. Um, I want to hear... What you're working on in your business and where that's going and what you um, are bringing to the world now. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I am currently running, there are four facets to my business. Mm-hmm. I have my in-person studio where I do one-on-one personal training. Mm-hmm. I have my online membership where I do everybody, like people from across the country, zoom in every day at 9.15 Eastern Standard Time to do workouts with me for accountability I have my 100-day program that is really fitness, nutrition, and mindset, really shifting how people are and transform their bodies in all aspects of their lives. Uh, and then I have the Body Project podcast. So there are many different balls in the air. Mm-hmm. And my intention in the next year is to shift my business model, focus more on my transformation program. That is where a lot of magic for my clients happen, and I'm able to handhold them through the conversation, the mindset to really transform how they show up for themselves and others in their lives. And I'm going to be launching a couple of retreats in the new year as well as a one-on-one mentorship program for women who are looking to level up in their lives and that health and well being is one of the um top pillars in their business. So more one on one uh intentional intensive coaching. Um mm-hmm. and then really kind of weaning off the one on one uh in person so I can spend a little bit more time with my kids. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well and you're able to, you know, I know it's really hard to shift from that one-on-one connection Hmm. because there's just nothing like it but you help so many more people when you are able to open up and offer you know these services to the masses so i think that's really awesome and i i do think that you a lot of people are pivoting into that type of model for those exact reasons
1: yeah yeah and i think especially in a time coming out of a global pandemic, mm-hmm. I think that people want community, right? Mm-hmm. And the if we can create community similar like you're creating on this, the Homefront podcast, um, the better it is. People want to feel connected. People want to feel part of something in a big way. And I think whether it's a group program or a podcast conversation, creating community around like-minded thoughts is really important. People need that.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like healthy health in general. And just the mindset in general is so critical, not just for everybody, but in business too. So, um, I'm really excited for, to, to look more into that and specifically some of those retreats that would be really fun. Yeah. Okay. So here are my rapid fire questions. And in this first season, I am asking five very specific questions not so sexy about the home front that right. I know me as I was always trying to figure out, okay, yeah, but do they do this? Or what do they do here? And like simple, simple questions that I kind of knew, but um I just like to dive in because everybody does it different. So here's the here's the first question. And it may be different from when your kids were little versus now. So feel free to share that. But number one, daycare, nanny, or none? Nanny. Okay. Elaborate on that just briefly. Yeah. So
1: when my kids were little, we had a nanny full time. Mm -hmm. And now that my kids are older, we still have help. Um, And she's able to support us with all the facets that like we both work full, full time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So someone who is there for them in the mornings to support them and when they get home from school Um, and the things that literally I would never be able to get to like cleaning my house. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I I don't have a couch full of laundry or anything
1: <laughs> right like that that's the thing right
0: yes yes and then obviously it frees your mind so that's awesome okay two who does your house cleaning laundry cooking and grocery shopping
1: I do all the grocery shopping my husband does all the laundry my nanny does all the cleaning um yeah that's how we roll oh that's so awesome okay
0: Number three, private school, public school, homeschool. And what are your thoughts on that?
1: So if I had the capacity, so we had the privilege or not so privilege because of the lockdowns that happened in Canada
0: to mm-hmm. homeschool
1: our kids. It was a disaster. God bless <laughs> everyone that can homeschool. I am not meant to be that kind of teacher. So I actually, I have many friends that homeschool and I'm fascinated by the model. I think it's a beautiful model if you're able to dedicate Mm -hmm. your children to homeschool. Um, But my children are in private school. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess Montessori, it's private school in Canada. Um, So they, yeah, so they've been there and I am very grateful for that opportunity for them.
0: Oh, good. And were they there before the pandemic? Because I know a lot of families have shifted that direction when everything kind of got messy. Yeah, they were there before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Okay. And um, number four, what are you and your spouse's roles at home?
1: Yeah. So I am... I mean, you know what? I have an incredible partner. We tag team a lot. Mm-hmm. He, we are very hands-on parents. We are involved in every activity with them. Um, we, I do most of the cooking. Uh, I do all the grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. He likes to be in charge of the laundry. We have. <laughs> my husband's very funny. We have. I don't know if it's like that this in Oregon, but we have certain energy allotments of when energy is cheaper to run the dishwasher and run the laundry machine. So he likes to be in charge of that because he knows the specifications of everything. He likes. <laughs> Why does
0: that sound like such a man thing?
1: <laughs> oh my right. Control. So he likes to do that. Um, and, you know, he really likes to be hands on with bedtime. So we kind of, you know, tag team the two kids while doing that in the evenings. Uh, Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time reading together as a family. We love board games together. Weekends are typically um, just family time. I try to schedule most activities during the week because I feel like the energy of busyness of the week just carries through the evenings. Mm -hmm. Whereas weekends, I really try to make it time that we can be together and slow down, whether it's, you know, going a hike in nature, going to the zoo to visit animals, Mm -hmm. just spending some good quality family time
0: okay and your husband Mm -hmm. schedules like that too i'm assuming yeah so he works like
1: a very like eight to six kind of job so he's around in the evenings so it's easy
0: that's awesome okay perfect and what is this is the last question number five what is your best piece of advice for parents and maybe specifically mothers or moms um since you, you serve them and you are one trying to run and scale a business without sacrificing their home life with their families. And you kind of already touched on this, but biggest piece of advice.
1: Biggest piece of advice. Well, it's kind of to your point, Tori, we all think, and you know, half of my business is is an online model running online programs. Mm -hmm. And we always think that it has to look like a big launch and a big, crazy lead up to launch. But to your point, you need to find what works best for your business because, because it works for a Grant Cardone or someone else that down the street that's doing it that you want to do, there are many roads to Rome, right? Mm-hmm. And there's always a way that just aligns with you a little bit better that doesn't have to feel so abrasive, for example. So my biggest piece of advice is to try to find what works best for you and then execute consistently. We all know, especially in the fitness and nutrition word, consistency is key, right? How we show up for ourselves, how we show up for our families, how we show up for our clients, right? Consistently implementing the things that work, right? Because then we know if that is a system that is repeatable and scalable.
0: Mm-hmm. Gosh, yes. Consistency is so huge. Um, but yes, I like that. You know, yeah, I love that what you just said, like, just stay true to what, how you feel like you need to do it. Again, goes back to you being intentional and true to yourself and having those check-ins with yourself and taking that path. And if you need to find a mentor in that path, going that direction and then consistency, because we can all tend to get a little squirrely and grass is greener on that side. And I want that grass instead. And I think that's perfect advice and I appreciate it. Um great. So anything else where can people find you? Um when what anything on your boot camp or your um your 100-day challenge what, what are you calling it now and and where can people find you?
1: Yeah, so the best place to find me is on Instagram at katherinetanaka.fit or at katherinetanaka.com on my website. Everything is under my name last name T A N A K A so that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome. And we will add all that to the show notes. So everybody will be able to directly connect with you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Tori so much for having me.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. We'll chat again next time. Thanks so much. Hey guys. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the home podcast, where happiness is our true profit. If you enjoyed today's chat, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This helps us learn, grow, and reach more listeners just like you. Join me again next week as we drop new stories, experiences, and game-changing tips for your home front. As always, here empowering you in business and in life.
1: Until next time.